Hey everyone, welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate Fast and Furious podcast. Dominic Toretto lives his life a quarter of a mile at a time, so we're watching the entire Fast and Furious franchise a quarter hour at a time. I'm your co-host, Zach Lucetta. I'm Vito Lapcola. Vroom, vroom, bitches, it's Anthony Raven. Back again, people find, oh, it'll be another couple years before we hear from these assholes again. Nope. You can't keep an asshole down, let alone three of them. That's right. And I think you already mentioned it off air. This is a a big uh, action scene, but I think it's a good one. And I'm excited to hear. I know Vito's got some thoughts and Anthony. Yeah, this is I think this is one of the best sequences in the entire series. Yeah, and as I was watching it, not to I mean jump too far ahead or anything, but just the whole fifteen minute thing, I was like, kind of fucking oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. Like I, I, I wanted to, to uh, save the screenshot on like when my, uh, my version of the movie like ended, because it's just it's it's perfect. But then I was like, no, nah, that takes effort, and I'm really <laughs> fucking lazy. So just take my word for it. Just take my word for it. You know, at the one hour mark is, it's a really is, good yeah it's a really good point yeah no dude it's it's one of those things i did want to point out to the people since you know the three of us on the show are writers anybody who's listening to this who wants to be a screenwriter take note i know that joel silver the famous action producer always says that he flips through a script and if there isn't some sort of action sequence every 10 pages he rejects it um this is a like you should have good 15 minute chunks of watchable movie. I think that's really interesting because they really do have beginning, middles and ends for each of the 15 minutes that we, that we document, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I know yeah, that so, it's, we, we've really kind of, you know, had a, a stretch of time where we haven't recorded anything, but if I recall correctly, like every single 15 minutes has like a logical conclusion, even more so than I, I think the first movie was like pretty perfect and spot on with that. Um, mm-hmm. But this one, it, it feels like you can almost like release it as a, a web series, like a 15 minute like web series, and it would absolutely work. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, speaking to what Vito said, like kudos to the the screenwriters because they, you know, and, and the, the entire production team, because it, it takes a lot more to take something from page to screen and, and the editors and whatnot. So, yeah, and also it. it to get Vito sad or anything, but uh, I no, get Vito sad. Fuck Vito. <laughs> uh, I'm but, crying you know, already, you, guys. You had Paul Walker there. You had the whole crew, you know, and so it was likely a scene that was meant to be in the film from the beginning, as opposed to some of the stuff they had to change, you know, through the process. Yeah, and and I mean, even the stuff that they changed, it hasn't been super distracting, and you know, like they. Like, I don't, again, you guys would have to tell me because you guys know a lot more. I don't know how much uh, Paul Walker was in it and, you know, how much, like, they had to cut corners and and change things and whatnot. But, like, it's not obvious. It's not, like, Rise of Skywalker, you know, like, obvious to where. Yeah, it it, it is. The scenes where Brian looks like a cardboard cutout on his face, it's Lucasfilm level. No, I'm just kidding. They, this, it's weird. (laughs) I thought you were serious. Seven. No, this movie came out like seven years ago, and the facial, like the digital deepfake stuff that they did with Paul Walker is better than like some of the stuff you see now. Granted, Cody Walker looks like Paul quite a bit to begin with. So, yeah, they're physically pretty much the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I'm sure, Co- I, well, Paul's a very handsome guy. Cody is one of like a regular fella, like you or me or, or well, Cody looks like Paul Walker. If you ordered him from wish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, now, I was expecting, um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was, I was expecting, um, the, the first time I noticed this and, and the first, like to this day, like it's still like the most jarring, like instance of it mm-hmm. is, um, uh, Attack of the Clones, where they had like Christopher Lee, like in his like 80s or 70s at the time, I don't know, uh, spinning around like with the lightsaber, and they digitally imposed like his face onto a stunt person who was much younger, much taller, like much better in better shape. And it is so noticeable, and it was noticeable in the theaters. Like, but that was the first time I ever like realized, like, okay, this is an instance of taking someone's face and putting it on you know an actor like obviously like they do a better job now the one that comes to mind is uh when marvel does it for de-aging actors like you know chris evans like the little skinny guy that yeah so like the technology is there to where they can do it now so i'd be interested in, in knowing like you know if they did do that for this film but like i said like if you go back and watch attack of the clones that yoda fight with dooku and even before the anakin and obi-wan fight like it's just like it it looks like they did it in like microsoft paint they just like cut out someone's face it's like it's really hard to do this with a cursor it makes me me think of the the fight the neo fight in matrix 2 where it it literally looks like a video game yeah yeah and and then in the the very next one in the matrix movies because it's supposed to be digital so yeah. I mean, in a weird way, you could you could, yeah. But, it's but I mean, but that's I know you you know what I'm saying though. It's like you could pull that off, and I mean that's why the the slow mo to fast and then slow mo to fast stuff works in the Matrix, but nothing else because in the Matrix you're literally looking at it like it's you're slowing down certain portions of this simulation. But when mm-hmm. you put it into other movies, it doesn't work because that's not what real life is like. Well, I'm not so much. So that's why the Matrix. Works. I'm talking yeah. about Keanu's face. Where yeah, they look like, like they look like a game. video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the very next one, I know people show on the third one. I, I like the third one. It's fine. It's it's nothing special. But in the third one, they did the digital face swap on uh, a bunch of the uh, stuntmen who were doing the um, the Agent Smith, and I thought that looked really good. Um, I, I I think the special effects for the third one hold up a lot better than the second one. But anyways, this isn't a Matrix podcast. This is <laughs> well, there is there is going to be an Attack of the Clones reference later. Uh, which I will get to when we get to I can't wait for that. I can't wait. Now, as we left off, they're on their big mission for the the movie, really, I think, or at least the impetus of it, which is getting this Ramsey person who has created a completely uh, unbelievable piece of technology that can operate all cameras across the world at all periods at, at, at the same time. So they're falling from this plane in parachuted cars onto a road all caught that's a really beautiful sequence honestly the way that it's shot and edited how how you see the cars is kind of very yeah it's 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 a complete well that's that's the great thing about james wan as a filmmaker is that he made the scene as believable as it could be given the circumstances because like that, that that is something i wanted to point out is like again for aspiring filmmakers look at the story beats in how this is shot and how 
like a really low budget movie with a bad director just shows them falling and then it would show them landing but they show an actual sequence of of events with the cars tumbling and then and then aligning themselves and then them readying themselves and then the the parachutes coming out and then them floating down and them well, where it's we so left good. off was was Roman was falling after being forced out of the plane by Tej. And, and this is, I just wanted to get that out because this is basically what we were talking about, Vito, is everyone else is in their cars and falling and it looks pretty cool. I even put in my notes. But once they reach a thousand feet, they pull their chutes and it drops directly all of the cars onto the road, facing the right way and everything. Perfectly. Which, I know, which kind of made me laugh. Um, yeah. But, and a lot of people don't like Roman. A lot of people don't think the comedy works. I thought this, I know Anthony raising his Anthony hand. Anthony is holding his arm up, by the way, for I those of you who can't see. Where Dom, Brian, Letty, and Tej all check in on the radios. Meanwhile, Roman is floating aimlessly through the trees, begging for help. And I just- yeah, I love how when he, he backs out, his car literally is like spinning like a top and yes. he's pressing the brakes like that's going to do anything in midair. I missed that. That's so funny. That's <laughs> like it's like it's a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon. There's, there's oh, now, what of, do I do now? I'm stopped. There's a lot of really subtle humor in this, actually. And I know there's a lot of broad stuff, too. But mm-hmm. I thought there were these little touches. And um, not Roman, Therese. I was trying to think of the real character uh, person's name. Yeah, Tyrese Gibson. Playing it very realistically even though it's a ridiculous scene, I think he sells it by seemingly terrified, you know? Anyway, I thought that was a really fun moment. Oh, well, one of the things- one of us would be oh. shit in our pants. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to point out is for some reason, I, I don't know if like, I just became like hyper aware to it or, or something like that, but the, the score was super distracting um, and just really obnoxious. Like, I, I don't know, like maybe I was I just not- yeah, it, it bothered me. It was just kind of like this weird, like, dun, 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 dun. Like, I, I don't know. But it cuts out, like, right before they land. And then when they land, the music continues. And I know that they've done that a few times in these movies. But this instance, like, it, it almost, like, kind of gave, like, it was intended to give the audience, like, a hold your breath moment. Like, you know, like, that sort of thing. So even though the score wasn't really good, um and and just for some reason like it was just really bugging me that was really good editing and sound design and i i definitely noticed that and thought that that was a cool thing and i know that they've done it before but i don't know with this sequence like you guys know how i feel about the races and the, the action sequences it's not really my jam and i was kind of you know like kind of going in and out of like you know paying attention but I, I noticed that, and I thought that that was a really neat touch. So, well, you are That's our sound expert. Oh yeah, it's Brian Tyler, by the way, who's done quite a few soundtracks. Oh, I so. love Brian Tyler. I, I love Brian yeah. Tyler. Now I feel bad for talking shit about him. Uh, he, he's listening too. So, oh, sorry, sorry, Brian. Um, no, uh, Brian Tyler did an excellent uh, soundtrack that was actually reused for. Um, Master and Commander, maybe it was the other way around, but he did a soundtrack for uh, the Children of Dune miniseries uh, that was on Sci-Fi, I think, in 2002 that starred uh, James McAvoy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a big Dune fan. Like, that Dune, I'm obsessed with Dune, and I love that miniseries, and I love the 2001 that came out. Um, very cheap on the budget, but sci-fi, you know, like, don't expect, like, a, 
huge but it was faithful to the book anyways um so i i love brian tyler and uh yeah, he's done some really big movies i uh i'm looking through he did like crazy rich asians and he did the mummy um he does the magnum pi show um rambo last blood charlie's angels hawaii 5 so he's he's pretty big be honest every one of those movies you just mentioned are not good movies <laughs> rambo last the terrible fault Okay, I take that back. Crazy Rich Asians, good movie. But you did note it. You did mention a couple clunkers there. He also did a series you may have heard of called Star Wars. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, that's John Williams. Just wanted to hear the audience gasp and call me an idiot before they realized I was joking. He well, did after- the. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say he uh, he worked on the soundtrack for um, the uh, uh, Chip and Dale movie, which. That movie's mind. really good. It was it's adorable. Really good. I know yeah. it sounds stupid, but it's really good. It, it it reminded me of like a spiritual successor to Roger Rabbit. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I really love Chip and Dale uh, Rescue Rangers. I, I loved it as a kid, and the movie really surprised me. Oh, and the trailers look. Oh no no. Uh, the the trailers looked. The trailers no, looked like straight like garbage. Oh, I I highly recommend it. It's it's fun. It's yeah, me too. Fun. Yeah, I thought it was great. Sorry. Anyways, Brian Tyler's awesome. Let's let's continue. <laughs> well, after his music drops out and uh, distracts Anthony, uh, Dom tells Roman he'll they'll come back for him, and then we see the big bad guy caravan driving down the highway with a big black bus between several black cars and jeeps. Very inconspicuous. Um, I love I love the line that Brian has where he's like, "Ramsey will be in the van." It's like, duh. <laughs> yeah. do you think they're gonna have the hostage yeah, his cop, his cop senses uh <laughs> mr nobody tells dom they've got one chance to get ramsey or the god's eye device and dom's chance at getting shaw are gone for good dom says that ain't gonna happen and nobody says they'll he'll meet him at the pickup yeah i want to i want to ask a question about yeah. this one um so shaw at, at this point in the story his entire like motivation is to kill Toretto and kill the family. Revenge, yes. So why would they lose him forever if they don't do the Ramsey thing? Shouldn't well, they just like be they... like well I, I mean shouldn't they just be like look he'll show up eventually like we, we should just prepare like maybe do well, like a he was out of off the grid or whatever for like 10 years and I think the implication is just that the God's eye is the most definitive way like they'll for sure find him with this is how i took it i i don't know man like i i i i just think that was a little clunky with the the exposition because they could have been like you know like this is our our last chance to get the jump on him this is but you gotta you gotta put in that urgency that's another storytelling writing thing but it makes no if you i I get that but it makes no sense but there were a couple of sequences ago too. Remember where Dom and he were about to fight and all those men showed up and he ran off and they were like, well, I guess he got away. And it's like, you have a whole fucking army. Just follow him out the door. He's 50 feet away right now. Like, but they were like, I guess he got away this time. We'll have to find him later. We don't have any technology. Right. All I'm saying is that the, the dude's entire motivation is to kill uh, Toretto and his, his crew. He's going to pop up. At some point, and maybe you know, they should just do like a a home alone, like 
James Bond, like Skyfall, like set up traps for him. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe do the, the paint can thing if he shows up at the front door. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like that that line like kind of bugged me because it's like, no, this isn't your last chance. Like, well, kind of going off of your point. Uh, Anthony like even if they didn't get the god's eye thing and weren't directly looking for Shaw we know Shaw would be looking for Dom anyway so it's not like that's they what, wouldn't yeah. cross, paths, cross paths that's what I'm saying yeah oh it, yes exactly yeah well it's always Brian, movie logic <laughs> fast and furious movie logic um, Brian says uh, very astutely that Ramsey will be in the bus and Letty hasn't said anything in a while so she gets the let's do this line one of the <laughs> makes me laugh when somebody has to say, let's do this. Uh, as Tom, Brian, and the crew approach the caravan, the rear vehicle notices them and reports to the leader who's in the bus, and they immediately begin defensive maneuvers. And I liked how the cars kind of like got in this sort of blocking formation. So, yeah, you know, guys cool. couldn't get to them. Uh, yeah. Two of the Jeeps open up their, their back, the trunk or whatever, and dudes with machine guns start firing at Dom's crew. Luckily, they seem to have bulletproof windshields. And with all the bullets flying, Brian must be loving it because he lo- he misses it's, the bullets. Dude, it's really funny because Tej is like, oh, shit. Like he wasn't expecting it. And it's like, your vehicles are bulletproof. Why would you yell, oh, shit? You yeah. know what I mean? Like he acts like he wasn't expecting bullets. Mm-hmm. You know? Fuck, they're, they're ready? Oh, no. I don't know. I just thought they're that was prepared. funny. And and I I hope I'm not jumping forward, but Tej had this like really very subtle, um, like it was low in the mix uh, line where he quoted MC Hammer. He was like, uh, "Can't touch this." Yeah, yeah. Like he he says it, and then he kind of yeah. does the music a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was adorable. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's these little touches, and there's another one I'll, I'll get to that made me laugh with Tej. Um, Dom and the gang get in formation, as Dom calls it, all lining up back to back with Tez's Jeep in the front, and they ram the back section of bad guy cars, sending all those guys flying off the road. So basically right behind the bus at this point. Brian and Tej pull up next to the bus and shoot some kind of devices onto it. And I don't know if they could have maybe just had a line or something at this point, but I was like, what are they shooting on there? We find out eventually, but... I don't know, it was just kind of confusing when they were just shooting these little devices onto the thing there. I just assumed they were like little explosive devices that I I I, I you well, said like was that? that oh, okay. They yeah. Them, yeah. Okay, then they I was right because like I don't remember the layout. Yeah. They look like those stubby like cartoon bullets, which is really funny too. They yes. look like oversized oh, and kind of Yeah. Like yeah, there's a bullets. Yeah. yeah, there's a shot with Paul Walker like hanging outside the car with this giant gun, and it just looks so cartoony. It kind of reminded me of uh, Batman '89 when the Joker pulls out that like long barreled like uh, mm-hmm. pistol. Uh, it, it was just a kind of a funny shot that I noticed. For sure. Uh, inside, the leader tells one of the soldiers, "Guns free," and the sides of the bus open up to reveal more machine guns. And this is the part that made me laugh because Tej quickly rolls up his window. Uh, <laughs> that was. Did you notice too that he rolls I, it I up by hand? That. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's hilarious. He rolls it up by hand too instead of using the uh, the button. Yes, which is That's funny. funny. Yeah, I didn't notice. Did that. you guys also notice there was a really funny Brian finally got a Keanu Reeves whoa moment when the oh, when the, when the thing slides up and the, he goes 
whoa. And I was like, that's exactly a Keanu Reeves line. Yeah. I thought, I thought Paul Walker was great throughout this entire, I mean, not that he's not good, yeah. you know, but he was very good. You know, it's kind of making By the way. Me, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 please. No, I was just going to say, thought. like, I had recently seen, like, Jurassic World Dominion, and I got nothing. I'm sorry. Chris Pratt. Yeah, it was fucking garbage. But, you know, it just made me think, like, there's just something about Paul Walker that I would like to see him in something like that. And not that Chris Pratt doesn't, you know, do a good job, but I don't know. It's a shame we don't have I think, him. I think he would have he 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 wasn't somebody that was considered to be like a great actor, but I think he could have pulled like if you notice like when Brad Pitt first started, he was an okay actor, but he wasn't great. But now as he's matured, he's become like a fantastic actor. I think Paul Walker had that that ability, you know, like people look at Ashton Kutcher now, he's like a serious actor now. And at, at the beginning he was like a joke and like a couple of those other guys. I think he really had like true potential to be like a Steve McQueen type as he got older, if he would have, if he would have lived, it's kind of sad. Well, it, and also like when you're doing like, that's what your life is, is just making movies back to back to back and you're around other actors. And I'm, I'm sure at a certain point, like for me, in my opinion, a lot of bad acting is just like nerves and not knowing, you know, how to trust your instincts and stuff. And I think once you're in it at a certain length, you're just naturally going to get, you know, good I, enough. I would all <laughs> Look at Keanu. He was always better. I would yeah, also yeah. add to that list of things that make people uh, bad actors, connecting with the material. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and I think, yeah, I think Paul Walker definitely connects with this material. Um, but I, I, from what I've seen of like his more dramatic roles and stuff like that, like he, He's a niche. He was a, he was, yeah, he, he... He needs to play the right part. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, it wasn't back yeah. in Pleasantville, you know. But like, oh, God, I, I haven't thought of that too. movie in years. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was in a, a film where he played a drug... Hang on, let me find the, the name of it. He played, like, a drug user who got, like, caught up in this, like... I can't even remember the plot details, but I remember he was really amazing in it. It's kind of a forgotten movie. Um, go ahead and keep talking. I'll find what it was. Well, I mean, also, like, there's there's physical similarities between him and Hayden Christensen, and I remember Paul Walker was up for the role of Anakin before Hayden was uh, cast, and I think Hayden's the same way. Like, when he doesn't connect with the material, um, it's it's bad, it's wooden, it's stilted, but when he well, has something actually, that, like... Oh, well, I ahead. think that's actually what makes a good actor, is a good actor can take bad material and make it work. And that was when I was like going William out, my biggest flaw was I, if I didn't like a, a scene or, you know, how it was written, I couldn't do it. No. William Fickner is that guy. He's, he's an actor that you've seen in everything, no matter what he's in, he's fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. Even if mm -hmm. the movie itself is terrible, he's never not believable because he just gives himself uh, the movie that I was talking about, by the way, is called running scared. It came out uh, in. About oh, I think I saw that ago, one, but it was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. a it's a low budget indie film about a thug who has to like hide his boss's like this gun that was used in a crime, and the yeah. cops are like closing in. He's really good in that movie. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Tej and Brian are forced to the sides of the road, and Tej says they're shooting armor piercing rounds. How he knows this by sight, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Letty and Tej, Dom, damn it! I, yeah, I know he's he's that damn good. 
uh, Letty and Dom are behind the bus now, and they fire some hooks into the back of it, like little grappling things. Dom tells Brian and Tej to blow it, and the devices they shot onto the bus earlier explode, weakening the structure of the bus and allowing Dom and Letty to pull the back off with the hooks. Kind of cool. Did you guys notice the little the little exchange between Dom and Letty where they like they look at each other like, ah, oh, it's like old times. Like they have this, it's a really nice little moment that they have between each other before they pop the uh, the back of the truck off. I thought that was really nice. In your mind, based off of that, is Letty's amnesia gone, retconned, cured? I, you know think, I, mean? I think her amnesia works the way it does in all movies. It just suits the scene yeah. for whatever needs to be done. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. The, uh, when the door comes off too, and it flies back, there's a really great Mad Max shot of of a guy in a mask in one of the cars as the door flies at him, and he's like, Wah! and it zooms in. It's super like that has to be a Mad Max reference It'd of be. some kind. And yeah. and on that, like uh, Brian just manages to avoid the panel, and the bad guy like takes the the brunt of it. Do you like that, Anthony? <laughs> Go on, Vito. Sorry, Anthony's asleep. No, um, sorry, Anthony. The uh, I do like the fact I, I think about all the time where I'm like, most of these guys are probably just ex mercenary. I mean, ex uh, army guys who are like hired out. They're like, ah, it's a simple job. I'll be back on Monday. Day job. And they're just gig? getting like ruthlessly slaughtered by this yeah. crew. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's guys that get thrown out of trucks and they roll and they're they're just gonna lay there. Nobody stops or runs over them. So this guy's in the mountains, like dying slowly for six oh, days, God. and it's like. It's like these are aside from like Tony Jaw. I was gonna point out the the leader is like the famous Tony Jaw dude. Like that guy's is like an amazing martial the... arts actor. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, the, the, the he's tie the... guy. It's on the bus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dude, yeah. that that dude's like super badass. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I always like to think about how these poor schmucks are like. That's ah, a simple guard job, you know. And they're all getting like murdered. It's it's Cut very the... it's very sad. Yeah. Cut to the deleted scene in Austin Powers where it's just a wife and kids and getting that sad like yeah your husband's dead <laughs> he was obliterated by a gang of street raiders. and he was working for terrorists so there's no pension plan <laughs> good luck <laughs> i have to say that's one of the best like deleted scenes like ever like that have you guys seen that austin powers scene? yeah but i love austin yeah. powers so i'll look it up Oh, please. Like, yeah, it's, it's that, you know, that scene in the movie where uh, the steamroller is coming like very slowly and the guy's like, no, no. Well, in the original, yeah, yeah. Uh, originally, like it was supposed to cut to like a wife, like in the kitchen, like cooking dinner for her kids. And she gets a phone call and it's just like, my husband's dead. Ran over by steamroller. What? Kids, I have some bad news. And then it's supposed to cut back to the movie. Wow, that it's great. great. Yeah. <laughs> well, at, at this point, uh, Dom tells Brian he's up, and Brian kicks out his windshield like a regular badass, then climbs through it onto the hood of his car. And as soon as you ask yourself how his car is still propelling him, itself forward, Tej pulls up behind him uh, to push him towards the exposed back of the bus. Uh, so they asked, they answered my question. I was I was about to ask that as well because there is a good like six seconds where the car is driving perfectly straight while he's yeah. on the hood, and I was like, when Tej came up to hit it, what if the wheel had just turned and he went, <laughs> you know, and went flying off? But 
like it would have been it'd be a much shorter movie that's true and brian, more like reality oh sorry exactly. too soon yeah. brian Ooh. tells tej to get closer tej revs forward sending brian hurling into the bus and right into a bad guy brian throws the guy backwards sending him out onto the road where letty and dom are nice enough to avoid running him over which i thought yes. i thought was nice despite and the we'll leave him yeah, well, that that's the guy that I was thinking, like, he had to have been severely wounded by that fall oh, from yeah. that truck. So he's, he's in the middle of the Caucasus Mountains by himself in freezing cold weather, laying there going, someone help, like I'm Will Ferrell in Austin Powers. Help yes. me. Is there I'm terribly injured. He's going to be eaten by cougars, you know, and, like, owls flying by and snatching his nose from his face, you know, and he's like, I should have just been run over. Why didn't they just run over me? Why didn't they just end it? <laughs> uh, brian moves deeper into the bus fighting dudes uh the third guy has a assault rifle but brian's able to turn the guy around and use it to shoot a fourth and fifth guy who both have handguns so he's killing people now um <laughs> brian uses his own handgun to shoot the lock off a cage in the bus where ramsey is being held and the prisoner has a bag over their head brian pulls it off to reveal a head of thick luscious black curls I think the idea was that we were supposed to think it was a guy. Was that it? That was supposed yeah. to be a surprise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was so, a surprise. Sure. Yeah. It, she wasn't advertised as like being in that movie. Oh yeah. That was, she was a bigger reveal than, than fucking Han, which uh, we'll get to in a couple films. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Yeah. Because she, she was not advertised as being in the, Is she's somebody in the, in the, uh, the real actress, somebody people would have recognized. She was in yeah, Game of Thrones, but I think this was before it. Um, mm -hmm. Is it the same actress, though? Because she looks really different yes. in this one. Yes. Oh, yeah. She okay. was the translator, right? In yeah. Game yep. yeah, I, I w yeah, I wasn't sure if like they recasted or something like that, because she she looks so so different. No, yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. Natalie Emmanuel. Yeah. Yes, so she is Ramsey, the, the hacker. And um, Brian asks the girl if she's, Ramdi, if, if she's Ramsey, and she freaks out, telling Brian not to touch her, apparently not having heard the rescue mission going on. <laughs> it, was a, it was a soundproof head covering exactly. that they had over. A soundproof yeah. chain link fence cage. Because um, she wasn't wearing headphones. Clearly something was going on. Brian calms her fears by telling her that he's there to get her out and that he needs to cut her zip tie handcuffs off. It's a good thing. No, he, he says, he, he says, I, I got cut the, these thingies off or something like that. Like, why, why don't you just say zip ties? Like, <laughs> cut off these doodads. You're, 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 you're a cop. You know what zip ties are. Like, that just, it seemed really <laughs> funny. Like, it was just, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Did, didn't he say handcuffs? I, I forget what he actually no, said. He no, says, he does, he does, he does say things. Goes, yeah, just as soon as I cut these things off. Yeah. I'm gonna cut these whatchamacallits. Yeah. I know uh, it's like the logic of being you're trapped in a van or a bus, being taken to the villain's headquarters to be tortured for information. And the fact that someone's rescuing you and she's like, What do you want? Leave me alone. It's like, do you really want me to leave yeah, you on the bus? Back. Like does that make any sense? Well, speaking I'm of Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. You're a little bit short for a stormtrooper, aren't you? Well, fuck you then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just closes the door. End of Star Wars. <laughs> yep. Credits. Han's waiting in the Falcon. Like, oh, what happened to the princess? <laughs> oh, she was a bitch. Fuck her. Yeah. 
you don't you don't want to meet her. She was kind of mean. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't like her. <laughs> more bad guys come up behind the rest of the crew. One black jeep and one black car, both carrying dudes with guns. Meanwhile, Brian and Ramsey head towards the back of the bus. Also, meanwhile, Mr. Nobody's team picks up an unidentified vehicle approaching the team. I think uh, Anthony's Nas sense was, was going on. Uh, Dom pulls up behind the bus, which, again, someone is still driving. I don't know why they didn't just stop at this point, but that's beside uh, the point. No one, no one ever stops the bus or whatever is being driven in any of these movies, which would be the yeah. logical thing. Just pull um, over. Right. Yeah. But if they pull over, that means if they get, you know, if they survive this, their boss is going to be like, you pulled over. You're not getting paid for the mission. So they, right. they feel they have to complete the mission no matter what. He's committed. And, and I right. will say this. It was a nice little touch. Uh, we do find out what happens to the driver of the bus. We do. We, we do. Idiot. It's, it's what happens to every other driver in a bus in any other action movie you've ever seen. But we'll yeah. get to that in a moment. Well, don't forget Speed. That was a little different. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. I, I love that Dumb movie. What? That's, that's, speed's great. If, if there's a movie that needs a remake, Speed would be a good candidate. I'd be down for that, actually. Yeah. Who would you get to star in? Do a, do a soft reboot and have Keanu come back. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't know. What to think about he's it. the mentor role. He's, he's the, uh, the Jeff... Um, Honestly, yeah. that would What's work. And if anyone's listening, we're happy to meet for a pitch. I'll write Let's it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll co-write it. But they also kind of ruined that already with part two. Yeah, but you know what? Part three could redeem it. Or, well, anyway, I could I could do uh, possible speed threes all day. Uh, Dom pulls up behind the bus. It's in a building that's somehow moving, and the building can't go under. No, that's right. It's totally. No, like, it's a, it's it's a prequel. On a bus. Now it's a bus in Die Hard. What? It's a prequel, and it's in a Zeppelin. If this Zeppelin goes under 15 miles an hour, sir, we're all dead. We're all dead, I say. No, no, no. Yep. If it goes under 50 knots, <laughs> then we're in trouble. Uh, Dom pulls up behind the bus, and Brian tells him to come closer. He tells Ramsey she's going to have to jump, and she does not like this idea. Brian tells her if she doesn't, they're going to die. He tells her that she's jumping, and he starts to count to three, but tosses her on two. I like that. I, yeah. It's one of those situations, though, where that's the least, the least effective thing to do because, like, she's not ready to go. And I mean, like, what if she would have just went bunk and hopped off, like, bounced off the? <laughs> she wasn't ready. She would have bounced off and like been trampled by the you know car behind her. Like, that's kind I know. Of, like, Again, why realized... didn't they stop? Like, like, think about this for a second. They thought of everything. They parachuted out of a plane. They got down on a thing. They pulled the back off the bus, but they didn't have a way to get her off the bus. No, this is the one. This is their plan. Their plan was to, was to risk throwing her through the air onto a speeding car. Listen, if there's one thing, if there's, besides driving, something that Dom and the crew have experience at, it's landing on the top of uh, the hoods of cars. That's that's true. I mean, true. I think that was the one way he saved uh, Letty's life in, in a previous film. Cotter they must the be big of fans of the movie Death Proof. I bet yes. they watch Death Proof over and over going, wow, she's got a hell of a grip. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I, I oh, do, yeah. even though you see okay. Uh, okay. handles on the car a yes. couple times, which I yes. think was part of the point. 
Um, um, I, I, yes. I wanted to say something about the uh, the, the fight sequences um, inside yes. the, the bus. Um, it was super duper shaky, and it almost reminded me of like everything is shot from the mid up and and close like in uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I'm wondering if that was just the style at the time that they were going for, or like it was to compensate for Paul Walker not being there and they had to shoot a certain way good question because it, it was question. it was distracting like earlier in the the film like I, I commented on earlier episodes the uh the choreography the fights choreography between you know statham and and the rock and you know even statham and, and vin diesel was so good and just so like you could follow everything that was happening and just everything on the bus was just way too shaky, like shot too close and just it's really distracting. Yeah, yeah, because that, I didn't necessarily think that as I was watching it, but I did kind of think that Brian looked sloppy or like the stuff with Dom and Shaw. Yeah, it was super clean. So yeah. it's, it's also, I mean, uh, you know, we've all talked to Mario. Remember Mario that we had on the episode a while back with, right. you know, stunts and stuff. He always tells me that they tend to shoot close-ups like that if the person isn't as Great. skilled of a fighter. So that you think about it, he's fighting Tony Jaa, who's one of the greatest martial arts on the planet. That guy can literally stand and jump like eight and a half feet into the air and kick. And so his like, moves you've got that, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got like a world-class martial artist against a guy who more than likely Paul Walker didn't have, you know, a lot of self-defense, you know, training. So you have to make him look good and you do However, that with quick cuts and close shots. I was able to buy it because I convinced myself that perhaps Brian had had that training. <laughs> you know, he would have, I mean, for the character would have had yes, to. Have. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the FBI gets like Krav Maga, you know, they, they get like Israeli defense techniques that are for like killing. So mm-hmm. his stuff would be very close to what we see in that scene. Lots of elbows and, you know, like really trying to take a guy's head off, but he's fighting, you know, He's fighting his equal, you know, whoever he, he Tony Jaw is playing. Dudes by himself, movie. plus Tony yeah. Jaw. Ja, well. Yeah, and I, I kind of buy it, to be honest with you. I like, I buy his physicality, you know, like I think, I think he comes off as a, as a very believable action hero. But, you know, like it say, and I know that they've built quite a bit since the first film, but like, had he done that sort of thing in the first movie, I think the knowing that, that he's been through all these different crazy scenarios, you kind of buy into his abilities a bit more yeah. um, by, by movie seven. Um, yeah. Ramsey tries to hang on to the front of Dom's car. Uh, an unidentified vehicle can be seen driving along the side of the road. Mr. Nobody seems to recognize them. I don't know how. It's just a yeah. car. Dom yeah. reaches out of his muscle car sunroof and tells Ramsey to take his hand. She does just as the new car rams into him. And this was where Anthony started to perk up. As I physically perk <laughs> up for a video stream that no one will see. Exactly. The um, It's interesting because that, that's another thing that's funny about movie logic is like Mr. Nobody literally has the drones that can fly over and he can tell that Shaw is driving that car. And it's like, why didn't you just fly drones in and fire missiles into all of those other cars? And then have them come up and take the person out of the van. Well, it's I, mean, I keep like calling it a not, van, but he's not sure. It, it's like he, he's got his Nas sense, and like he's like, "Is it? Could it be?" 
He's like, well, he went, welcome to the welcome to the rodeo, Mister Shaw, or whatever that line is that he has. Yes, yes, yeah. And, so it's like uh, he knows that Shaw, and it's like, well, there he is. I was so just going to say that line. Kurt Russell can deliver a fucking line, can he not? Oh yeah, he's a great throwaway line, and he yeah. it was so. But he's um, he's one of those guys you could put into any movie. He's mm-hmm. great no matter what the movie is. He could fucking play Santa Claus for a shitty Netflix show, and you're like, I believe he's Santa Claus. Like he's yep. that good, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I also liked <laughs> drive, drive uh, Shaw's driving next to Dom, and they they have time to look at each other, you know, and kind of notice, you know, that it's Shaw driving. Um, Brian's still on the bus, getting ready for his chance to jump off when the leader from earlier, Tony Jaw, uh, wakes up and attacks him from behind. And rather than just push Brian out of the bus. He throws him back into the bus and kicks him around with no concern for all the expensive equipment he's breaking as well. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like, eh, he doesn't he doesn't give a shit about the contents of the vehicle. He's there to guard a prisoner, damn it. I know, That's I guess he's good at point. <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, yeah. it's be killed. Um See, they continue to fight while Dom and Shaw contend with each other outside and Ramsey hangs on for dear life. And then Dom, I think, like activates his hydraulics, which launches Ramsey up in the air just high enough for him to pull her in through the sunroof. Not entirely sure what happened, but yeah, it was it was very. That's that's a weird sequence. I think they were they were trying to make up for like a lack of coverage or something because like suddenly she she flails around on the roof for like. Well, it's minutes. like on a low and rider. And suddenly he's like, whoop, and he pops her in. But it, it did like the low rider jump, you know? Like yeah, it's, it's silly. The hydraulics. I don't know. As my it's, guess. It's, yeah, it was, it was very silly. But that's okay. Uh, She's safe. Exactly. That was They've the done the mission. Priority. Dom and Ramsey go off-road with Shaw, several bad guys following them. Dom tells Letty to stay with Brian. What was going on through your mind right right at this point, Anthony? Who were you wanting to follow more, Brian or Dom? Uh, I, I was just like, how, how much longer this is, is this going to ride? Yeah, how much longer is this game <laughs> going to last? Now, like I said, I, I, I tune out during the races and I tune out during the action scenes. Um, it, you know, it the just... point of all the movies. Pretty much, well, yeah. Do you mean in these films, Anthony, or any movie you're watching in general, you're just not an action guy? just cars like i I don't know man i have something against cars and 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 chase scenes and and stuff like that like i i think you know with 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 film it's all about you know um just accepting the reality of the situation like Mm -hmm. and and for whatever reason when there's these big elaborate like car sequences and chase sequences and stuff like that like even in like futuristic films like where you know my my brain just it checks out like it, it breaks reality for me it's like no those people would die they, those people would die in a heartbeat this is a no-win situation this is a kobayashi maru and i've always been that way um and you cheat but, you cheat yeah. so you can win because you don't like to lose yeah that's that's me to a t uh, uh, James I, so I have um, to ask then what do you think of Mad Max Fury Road because essentially it's two and a half hours of chasing 
yeah, uh, to be honest, that's a movie that came that had me completely bored out of my mind the first couple of times I watched it. I've come around to it. Um, and and that was a big criticism that I had. Like, it's like, I want to know more about the world. I want to know more about the characters. And this movie isn't that. This movie is pure octane, like, you know, thrill ride. And Max high octane collection. High octane, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, like, that's, like, my initial viewing. And, like, later viewings, it's like, wow, like, this is technically, like, really impressive. Or, you know, like, there are little character moments that I didn't pick up because I was kind of tuned out on and stuff like that. I, I, I will say this, guys. Um, I, I have rewatched... Um, a couple of the movies after we did episodes on them um mm -hmm. but a majority of them i have just moved on haven't revisited i revisited uh one i revi revisited um uh four because i really liked four and i revisited mm -hmm. tokyo drift um sure. and i will be revisiting this one nice. um i i'm enjoying it so far and i think there's a, a lot more than some of the other entries especially the ones that come after um those will be but, interesting. yeah 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 i really do think this is the end of the good stuff yeah i i was gonna and I say totally that, see too, that yeah yeah in my head canon after seven um eight nine and possibly whatever's all jake's letters all, it's yeah it's it's like dom was in Not a car accident dreams. he's been he's been dreaming this inside of his coma with yeah. letty holding his hand going come on dom and you don't really like imagining all this stuff yeah, and it takes he's place going in into globe. space. Exactly. Yeah, he's going into space in his mind now, and he's he's jumping ravines. Like and you Tarzan. were there. And you were there. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you most, Letty Crow. That's right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, this, Tom this doesn't is definitely wake up. A... Yeah, it's a sad story. Yes, Dom doesn't this wake definitely... up. He's he's in the coma for the rest of his life, and then his child goes on to create. New Fast and Furious Adventures movies of adults. Yes, young young That's Brian Toretto, and he's haunted by the fact that his father died, you know, in the coma as a vegetable. <laughs> Never told him he loved him. Yeah, <laughs> oh. That's that's my head cannon for the rest of the movies. Oh, no. Fair what enough. Say, I I was just gonna say, yeah, this this is definitely a part where I just I kind of checked out, and there there's a part coming up that really pissed me off, and I think that there's a better way to do it, and I'll, I'll get yeah, to that keep later. It, keep it, yeah, point it out, because I thought I thought this whole sequence was a lot of fun. No, uh, me too. I thought it was me. pretty masterfully done. I mean, I just, I guess, because I see what you're saying, Anthony, but at the same time, there's a, a level of uh, disbelief suspension I'm willing to to go, and if a movie crosses that, I'm offended. If, if, if it's logical enough, I can stay right. with it. Yeah. And and we all have different tolerances. Absolutely. And, you know, like I it, it's just personal preference. And mm -hmm. personal preference, like I like the quieter moments. I like the more like, you know, this could actually happen. Like, you know, that stunt looks like, you know, they could actually pull it off. And a lot of this is just kind of uh, like turn your brain off and enjoy it. And unfortunately, sometimes I just can't turn off my brain and this was one of them. Why well, I, I if I go on. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was, was going to say, I tend to be that guy too. Sorry, Zach. I tend to be that guy too who I like realism in my movies, but for some weird reason, like, I'm, I mean, I'm like a huge Criterion Collection fan. Like, I love art films, you know? But for some reason, the series, I'm willing to, like, let all that go. Like, it's, it's the guilty escapist, you know, goofiness for me. It's like a way to turn my brain off and just mm -hmm. 
chill out for a couple of hours instead of overthinking everything that happens in my life. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and I think eight, that's... eight and nine also offended me. They got <laughs> they went to the point where I was like, that's too far. They crossed you the know? line, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, go ahead. No, and, and that's that's completely fair. I, I think for me, it's either like, all right, like if they're if you're not gonna include like fantasy elements like you know, spaceships, aliens, like you know, whatever. Um like there there's a, a level of reality to where like you know if if you pass that i kind of check out i kind of roll my eyes physics based mainly right no, like uh, physics it, reality yeah yeah and, and and even like character logic like i, okay. I would say motivations. Logic, yeah motivations like kind of you know yeah that sort of stuff um so like i i can i can accept something like star wars or you know star trek or or you know like anything that's that's out of this world like completely like without like outside of the realm of possibility like in the world we're living in and then i can accept that i can get into it i'm on board but then if they're trying to infuse like some kind of reality to it and it just it doesn't meet my level like my brain just kind of like all right like this is dumb like blah blah blah. it might be cool to look at like i'm not getting you know deny that but it's just like my emotional investment into it is just off so like i would say like i have two kind of tiers there's there's the tier where it's like all right like close to reality as possible okay they're breaking that and then you know like all right like it has to be fantasy it has to be sci-fi it has to be you know sword and sorcery they they put that effort in at least for me what makes Mm -hmm. this series work is they put that effort in with the character stuff and those those uh, scenes with the different characters together in the conversations so that when they do these sort of like bigger set piece action sequences, I can just kind of enjoy that for, you know, what it is. I got moving the story forward, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I just, I think yeah. I'm able to enjoy it for those reasons. Yeah. And and like I said, personal preference, like I'm not trying to come off as a snob, you know, like a lot of times, like I, I do joke around about you, you are our, our fast and furious snob, by the way. Thank you. So, yeah, that's the role. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just it, it's it, it's personal preference and the scene and a lot of scenes in previous movies and definitely in the future ones do kind of cross that line where it's like my brain kind of switches off. Um, you know, I, I've. I, I know people love these movies and enjoy them and, you know, can shut their brain off for a lot of this stuff and more power to you. God bless. Uh, I cannot. So wake me up when this scene is over. <laughs> <laughs> first. Switch the brain back on, like power me That's on right. like power a droid. Back up. Yeah. Power on. Wait, they're power. out of the cars and talking to each other. Okay. Like I'm interested now. Yeah. Oh, we're we're well on our way. They'll get there soon. <laughs> Dom rams into one bad guy car and sends it flying, and it impales itself onto a tree trunk. Surely that was killing cool. the driver instantly. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. was also one of those moments where I felt insanely sad for the uh, for the dude. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, I didn't see that just, coming. Oh, dude, he did see it coming. That's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. literally goes. He literally goes like, oh, as as it. I can't I mean, turn in the air. Yeah, this no, is an instance. Yeah, there ain't no diving out of the way of that one. This is an instance where we need like a previous scene of them like 
in the bus like together like kicking a puppy or being super racist or something like that so they deserve their fate i i I will say though this this does fulfill something that i personally aside from the fact that i think about these guys as being like family men who are just doing a job i love it in an action film it's essential for me when the bad guy knows that he's gonna go Mm -hmm. like in die hard 2 there's that scene of the villains in the airplane as they're taken off and they're all like happy. They're lighting cigars. They think they've gotten away with it. And then Bruce Willis lights the uh, the flame and it comes up to the plane. It doesn't just explode. It literally shows the men going, ah, and reacting as the fireball comes at them. So you mm-hmm. see that they knew that they, they got have to their, get their, their comeuppance. Come exactly. That's yeah. what I liked about it. And every single person in this movie, it shows them realizing that death is coming. And it's kind of like scary. Because James Wan and Chris Morgan... <laughs> are good at what they do. Like, yeah, I yes, think that, that is like, who are the, I mean, I don't know. You know, you can say, I'm sure that the cast that have been involved for a long time have some uh, influence as well. But I think the movies where those two guys are together have been pretty good. And this is one of them. Um, I've never seen a movie that I haven't liked of James Wan's, even if it's completely over the top and stupid. Mm-hmm. I somehow just really like and respect his filmmaking style like he's yeah. he's a very competent filmmaker no matter right, I forget what he this, this, yeah this is only this is james wan's only fast and furious the other ones are justin lynn's uh and so i i guess but, but still you're right i mean he's, he's a good director so he knows how to capture those moments he knows the narrative beats that need to happen and chris morgan's a good writer so mm-hmm. i mean at least he seems to be unless it's 47 ronin yeah oh did he write that i hate that movie yeah, yeah. Was that the Keanu Reeves? Took, yeah, yeah I remember took, when that movie came actual... out and talking to Vito with it, uh, Vito about it for like two hours and just ripping that movie apart. Well, dude, they took it's a historical, it's a historical incident that really happened of these forty-seven Ronin who like went and spent years exacting a perfect revenge, and they took that. It's like the Alamo basically for us, and and they added elements like dragons and, you know, like. Tengu demons and shit like that. It was like it would be like putting werewolves at the Alamo. You know what I mean? Like, like I would watch that. I would write that movie. I know that was that, that was, was the joke that we, we actually came cool. up with. No, yeah, we came up with a pitch actually from that called Werewolves of the Alamo, and it's like it's like the Americans locked inside the Alamo being attacked by werewolves, which would work. And don't steal it because now it's it's recorded. So whoever's yeah. listening and wants to steal it, we got gotcha. you. Or just edit it out, Anthony. No, Ramsey no. asks, huh? No. It's in. You said it's it. In. Ramsey asks Dom what he's doing, and Dom says, keeping you alive. See, just like little lines like that, you know, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that was my worst Dom impression so far. All, all of our Dom impressions are terrible. Are very bad. Dom and Shaw go flying off a hill and land safely on a lower part of the mountain. The remaining bad guy is not so lucky and goes side rolling down, clearly dead. Uh, The hill is very steep, although I'm sure the camera angle is canted a bit to make it look even more dangerous than it actually is. Uh, But Dom and Shaw are careening downwards while somehow also giving each other dirty looks at the same time, which I thought was pretty impressive. (laughs) Because, I mean, you got to be on your game if you're driving through all those trees and shit. Yeah. Uh, That's how good they are. I mean, they're the best. Yeah, Again, they're I, not I having full-blown conversations with each other. I mean, that Through happens. Through windows. Fuck you, yeah. Dom! 
fuck yeah. you, Shaw. And and Does I want to later on. Yes, I I want to point this out because in the future movies, uh, particularly eight and nine, they have full blown conversations with each other. There's no earpiece. There's no explanation for it. They are just talking to each other, like almost like through a psychic link. But in this one, nonsense uh, is evolving yeah. as the movies go. Yeah. In this one specifically, like there are shots of Dom <laughs> with a walkie-talkie talking to the team, and I really appreciated yeah. that. And because... I don't know if you noticed uh, when Brian was like on the the hood of his car later on, he like talks into his wrist like he's got a. So they do. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And something like a lot of people give uh, the first Avengers movie a lot of guff for uh, for like you know oh, oh like what, but at least they touch their ear, indicating that there's some kind of device, you know. Uh, in, yeah, in that's movie movies. for I'm talking to someone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? I'll 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 accept that. I'll accept that. Exactly. Um, it, it doesn't even have to be clever. It's just as long as you're addressing the thing that doesn't make sense. I think yeah. is a big part of fixing it. And in future movies, they're just having full blown conversations. Like even if they had like on their dash, like you know, like my my car rolled up windows. Yeah. 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 My Maybe car has guys, you know like a speaker did you ever system. Stop to think. Maybe they have headsets where they don't have to touch them to talk. Huh? Maybe they're voice activated, guys. You ever stop to think of that, you judgmental fucks? Then all no, you need is a them. line. You just need yeah. a line of dialogue. Or, you know, some some cue-looking dude who walks up and says, here's these gadgets. You'll be able to communicate with Put each other wirelessly. You don't have to push a button. Just talk. I don't know right, why it's yeah. It would be as if you guys are talking to each other without a device. And now he's Irish. Yeah. From car to but car, yeah. I think at that point it's like, look, the audience is is stupid enough to believe anything, so let's just not even bother. They go and into space, bad, Anthony, you know? in a Fiero using suits that are taped together. <laughs> Taping gonna help you from space radiation. Damn it! That's right. Yeah, built by a rocket from it's a like, dude who you know. It's like there's a sequel to Fast Nine. It's like 30 years from now with like Tej and Rome, and they're both dying of horrible space cancer because they they've been irradiated beyond human. They're like, I don't think it was worth it, brother. No, I don't think it was worth it either. This sucks. My skin's falling off my face. Yeah, we saved the world. We're dying here in this trailer park. Old men with skin coming off our bodies and living together yeah. for some reason. And Dom, Dom in a coma. This is horrible. Ramsey Letty tries ran to off with Shaw. What a horrible future. But for now, we're going to save the world. Well, Ramsey tries to warn Dom about an upcoming cliff, and Dom and Shaw both turn at the last second and drive along the edge of the cliff. I'm Brian, so glad they Dom, I, I, I imagine Dom saying, don't worry about it in the future. I'll be able to jump over one of these. That's how That's he right. learned how to jump in nine, was from this cliff. He's like, if they did a stick there well, with a vine, we'll get, we'll, I could have we'll made the jump. That, but I, at least they, it was a little different. It was a little different. At least here, he didn't actually go careening off the actual. Which I, I, I absolutely thought that they were going to do that, and like I, I was cringing. And then when they did Relax, that, turn, I got a I was like, yeah, parachute. <laughs> yeah, there's a second parachute. I thought of everything. Meanwhile, uh, Brian is still fighting that dude on the bus, uh, and the guy, Tony J, does Jock. some cool kicks. Jai, sorry, Donny, Don, Tony J. He does some cool kicks that Brian barely blocks. Uh, Letty is behind, sees a car behind her with a rocket launcher guy, 
the rocket launcher car pulls up next to the bus for some reason, instead of just shooting at it directly, where Brian currently has his head shoved into a desk by the bad guy. But luckily, this gives him easy access to the side machine guns button, and he pushes it and blows the rocket launcher car off the road. I literally watched this like minutes before we started uh, recording, mm-hmm. and I have no memory of any of this stuff. Because <laughs> it was kind of weird. I mean, like the guy has a rocket launcher, and then he's suddenly next to the bus. I guess he doesn't want to kill his teammates or whatever, but it's kind of like, why bring out the rocket launcher in the first place if you're not going to just shoot the bus? Well, that's that's part of the the weird movie logic, too. It's like, first of all, Brian is in the middle of a fight. How does he know that the car is pulling up with a rocket launcher? And second of all, why are they firing? For all we know, the, those cars came up after Ramsey got out and yeah. was in Dom's car. So for all they know, they're firing these weapons and trying to destroy the person that they're trying to save to get to the information that they need. So like, right. So they don't necessarily know that Ramsey's not in there anymore. Necessarily. Right. Those guys. Yeah. This is, this is one of those things where like, I, I mean, I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but like everybody that I talk to all the time, I'll go see a movie and they're like, I loved it. And I'm like, yeah, but if this didn't make sense because of this, and when you lay it all out, it's terrible. But like, you know, I, I try not to be that way. That guy. No, but I mean, it, it is true. It's like you're trying to blow up the bus that has your your person you're protecting in it. So like, why would you pull one of those out? Why didn't he fire it at Letty? Exactly. What was his plan? I mean, what was he going to do when he got to the front of the bus? Demands. Shoot the yeah. bus? Oh, shit. I killed I killed Ramsey. Fuck, hey. I'm not going to get paid Uh-oh. either. Ugh. You'll never <laughs> believe this boss. Yeah, I tried to get Ramsey, but I blew her up. <laughs> I guess we'll have to find another one. Um, but also, do have they said where the god? Because even if Ramsey's dead, the God's Eye device I don't think is on that bus. Have they said where it is, or she does she just know where it is? And she, I guess that's why they were kidnapping her to find it's out. Going to be the old movie cliche where it was in her heart all along, even though that makes I- no sense. I thought it was more of like she was the only one who knew how to operate it. I don't know. Maybe I'm off. That makes sense. Or could tell them how to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because she's supposed to be like super duper elite level hacker. So I just assumed that that was the thing. Not necessarily no one that, that she knows beautiful the is a super duper elite hacker. She could be. She could be. The bad guy leader grabs a handgun and tries to shoot Brian. But Brian wrestles with him and he ends up shooting the driver instead. So he falls on the wheel like you do and starts. It's a classic driver gets shot. Yep. Falls on the wheel. And for some reason, his 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 writhing body somehow goes to the left. Yeah. But then right before it's about to hit something, his writhing body goes to the right and they just keep going back and forth like they're on a toboggan ride. It's kind of like a uh, prison break believability uh quotient you know like it again doesn't have to be absolutely believable as long as it's plausible i'll go along with it you know what i mean can you imagine being like a method actor and you're like okay so i'm in the scene i'm hurled i'm I'm slumped over the wheel and my my body somehow turns to the left and then it somehow turns to the right aren't i dead and the guy's like just just do the part bob just do the part the guy's like gotta he's gotta like get it into his head 
how it makes sense within his method acting. You know, uh-huh. what if there's a twitch? My, my leg twitches because of the, of the femoral artery. And then I go to the right. And the guy's like, just fucking lay down, go to the left and go to the right, okay? It's got to be really hard as an actor to, like, have to do shit like that, where you're like, I did Shakespeare in the park for five fucking years, and now I'm playing a dead body that's rising and making the car go left and right. Yeah. You know? But again, I guess, like, when you're in the moment, when you're in a movie theater and you're sort of, like, along for the ride, because I think there's a difference between getting swept up in an action scene and having the whole movie be, like, a, quote-unquote, turn your brain off, you know, Transformers, for example, where there's, like, no redeeming emotional value whatsoever uh shia labeouf is a genius moving along (laughs) um (laughs) swerving around the bus falls onto its side sliding down the highway with brian and the bad guy leader falling around in the back and of course the bus slides directly for the cliff edge brian and the bad guy leader realizing this at exactly the same time and make a break for the back of the bus The bad guy leader pulls Brian back like they're in a Three Stooges skit and traps him behind a cage, locking him in the bus. The bad guy jumps to safety and Brian runs toward the front of the bus as it slides to a stop, hanging halfway off the cliff, Italian job style. I loved how how Tony Jaw, yes. I I loved how Tony Jaw got his, like, even though he's playing a villain, he had to get his I Survived you know, to fight another day mode where it shows him like roll and then the car like keeps, you know, sliding along and it shows him get up and he does that like Chinese movie, like stereotype where he goes like, huh, like he nods his head and runs mm-hmm. off. And I was yeah, like, it's so sure. silly to put that in there. But like they had, the, they had to have had a clause where Choni Jaws, like, I don't die. I get I away. Have to live. He's exactly. the one guy who gets away. For a some whole reason. lot of sense. It's almost done in a way that you would think he'd show up again later. But, of course, he never does. Just based on that little scene. It'd be awesome if at the end of Fast 10, Dom shows up. You see that guy, like, hiding out in, like, Thailand, playing a game of cards. Dom shows up. He's like, you thought you got away, didn't you? And just snaps his neck at the table. That's, like, the end of of the credits at the end of, like, the 10th movie. And he says, (laughs) after he breaks You thought you got away with it, didn't you, kid? But you didn't. I didn't forget an elephant yeah. never forgets say hey, wait a minute Tom and Char <laughs> st- sorry I, I I could tell we're actually all in a really good mood today because we're we're Punchy. doing a lot of tangents Yeah. Anthony's like this is the best I've felt all day he just woke up like 12 minutes before we started recording that's very of true. course it's the best he's going to feel all day it's all he's felt all day that's that's sadly true, yes. Dom and Shaw are still going at it, and suddenly Roman comes flying to the rescue in, the, in his car. And with Roman's help, Dom pushes Shaw's vehicle off the side of the cliff, and he goes rolling. Brian, meanwhile, is trying to figure his way off the bus. He opens the front door, which is facing towards the ground, some several hundred feet below. And, and the, the driver... Bus- yeah, uh, sorry, you were you were gonna touch on it. You said no, no, you see. No, I was gonna say the 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 uh, bus driver just topples out, like mm-hmm. spills out. I, oh, I thought that was a nice, good touch cut, because cut to that actor. Uh, so I just fall. Is that my motivation? <laughs> I'm just falling. Yes, but well, just fall. It's your big scene. 
Your motivation is that fucking gravity is below you and you're falling, okay? Just fall. A lesser lesser movie would have just ignored the driver, but that was a nice little visual gag. See him, like, spill out. Yeah. This this sequence is very Indiana Jonesy. That's something that would have happened in an Indiana Jones film where the body always falls and it reminded me of uh, Uncharted, which I know is a video game, but yeah. I could see You're that. Hanging one-handed off and everything. Yeah. Did you guys see that movie, by the way? I did not see it. I heard it was terrible. I have no interest. A, because Nathan Drake is a grown man. He's not a child. And grown-ass man. Huh? What? I, sorry, I didn't hear the second part. Oh, and I said in Mark Wahlberg's in it. Oh, so you don't like Mark Wahlberg? No. Say hello to your mother for five. Yeah. That's every time I see him, I, I think of that SNL skit, which apparently really pissed him off. Like he was very upset by your that. Mom? Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys have you guys seen the one where he shows up and Andy Samberg is visibly he had th- this is a true story. So when Andy Samberg did that, it pissed Mark Wahlberg off. Yeah. He contacted uh why am I forgetting his name? Lauren Michaels, and he was like, Hey, I wanna I wanna show up. They didn't tell Andy Samberg. So if you guys look up on YouTube, the the clip where he's like, say hello to your mother for me. And Mark Wahlberg walks out. Andy Samberg's face legitimately shows true terror because he's like, I'm about to get fucking killed right now. Like or, it's, it's, or it's blinded, real terror. Like when Mark Wahlberg blinded a store owner as he was yeah, in uh, a racist attack, by the yeah. way. I yep. think he was like, pops or something, punches the guy's freaking lights out. Anyway. Yeah, knocked his cornea out of his eye. Oh, is that what happened? Blind. Yeah, he hit him so hard that his cornea came off of his eye, and they couldn't operate on it. And the guy's blind now. Yeah. And he basically issued this lame like apology thirty years later, like, "Look, I'm a really big actor, and I'm sorry." And because he like, wanted oh, a business license, and he couldn't a, get a business a good license man. In the state unless that guy uh, dropped the. Yeah, whatever. and it was it was racially motivated too, which is really shitty. And uh, well, yes, I had heard I'm, I'm the same way, him. like. Could yeah. be. It was uh, it was fairly I mean allegedly, so we don't get sued, but like allegedly it was a racially motivated attack. He was yelling racial things at this Asian man and yes, that could be. Uh but Brian starts climbing up the front of the bus, hanging one-handed at one point, and the bus starts inching forward, sliding slowly off the cliff. Brian climbs up quickly, makes his way to the top, and runs along the bus as it slides off. And from the road, Letty speeds toward him and does a, a donut, basically, right as he jumps, giving him the opportunity to grab onto the car as the bus falls down below. I want to talk about the scene. Okay, yes. I, talk about Yes. Uh, I was on board. I thought it was very, like you said, like Uncharted, like Indiana Jones style. Like, I, I, I thought it was cool. It was a cool idea. And watching him like run up the bus I was like, yeah, like this is going to be great. You're going to have that iconic shot where he like jumps and it's going to be slow motion. He's going to either, you know, land and roll or he's going to like hold on to the side of the cliff and have to pull himself up. And then they ruined it. They ruined it. And as soon as I saw that Letty was driving and I was just like, I know where this is going. Here we go. I hate it so much. This is stupid. It doesn't need this. It's already suspenseful enough. But this makes Dom it yelled, Letty, follow Brian, as if he knew she was going to save him. She foreshadowing, him. foreshadowing be damned. Like, that scene became so cartoonishly stupid. And 
my brain shut off like immediately. I hated that. It was not needed. Letty did not need to do that like tail whip thing. Like it, it was it was dumb. They ruined the scene and I'm I'm never well, going to remember. And then from and then this. they pulled so upset. my attack of Yeah, and, and then they had the attack of the clones moment, which he he literally she flings him. The the force of it is so much that she flings him. He rolls like ten feet and he's like, Oh my god. She's like, You good? And he's like, Yeah, thanks. And hops in, and it's like that moment in Attack of the Clones where Padme falls like 70 feet off of like one of the carriers, and she's laying there going, oh, 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 like she's hurt, and a stormtrooper's like, are you all right? She's like, yes. And she gets up and she runs off. That's the exact same moment. Oh my god, ow, ow. You okay? Yep. Hops in the car and they take off. It was so bad. Like, distractingly bad. Well, was the idea that he would have missed the cliff had she not been there? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's dumb. It's dumb. To be fair, he does grab the one part of the car you could grab, which is like the, the fins on the roll back bar of the, uh... or something. I couldn't even tell what exactly it was. Just the sheer logic and timing of that is just What if impossible. he grabbed the tailpipe? <laughs> yeah. Movie over. Yep. He yep. was my best for he was my best family. <laughs> Who would have thought he would have been undone by one of our adventures? Oh, <laughs> uh, Brian lays there lays there relieved. Letty asks him if he's good. He says, Thanks. <laughs> when you said Brian le- uh lays there relieved, I just imagined him laying there with a big like puddle in his pants. Just oh no. <laughs> just I just peed myself, Letty. <laughs> Don't get in my car. <laughs> Shaw You're is not also getting into my car with urine. You're not getting into my car with urine. Come on, lady, we're a chase. All right, but you're gonna clean it later. But you pee into this empty Gatorade bottle. Shaw is okay too. He gets out of his wrecked vehicle, which seems to be pretty well reinforced, so not a big stretch. And he heads off. Dom drives. Uh, Dom drives back onto the main road and tells Roman to get back to the others and says not to worry about him while several bad guy cars chase behind him. Shaw's you know what's car- interesting about this, though? Yeah, Shaw Shaw's car rolls down the hill like a thousand yards, and then he gets out and he's running, and those cars are on the top of the mountain going like 70 miles well, an hour. He's also and we're too expected. Long- well, he's also assembling what? like a long-range weapon of some kind. Yeah, and we're supposed to believe he's running fast enough along the bottom of this cliff that he's going to catch up with these guys. They're like two miles off he's already. He's going to shoot him. He's he's she's yeah, a sharp it's, shooter. It's, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. Anthony's like that was where I my God. disbelief popped in. I'm just like <laughs> this dude's like miles behind them already, and he's running and he's keeping pace with these guys for some and not even breathing hard. Right. Well, that's Statham. Statham's a badass. Well, that's true. We'll give him uh, that. Dom speeds away from the bad guys. He comes around a curve to see more heading towards him. So he turns into a conveniently placed outcrop area on the side of the road, does a 180 so the cliff is behind him, and he finds himself surrounded by bad guy cars. Bad guys get out and all aim machine guns at Dom's car, and a man emerges from one of these cars. It's Mose, the head terrorist guy, and he and Dom stare each other down, and that's the end of our 15 minutes. Thank the Lord, says Anthony Ray Bench. I, I do want to point something out, which is really cool for any of you out there who are John Woo fans. 
-hmm. the reveal as Mose gets out of the car, they do these really quick, like these three quick dissolves as he stands and turns as he's getting out of the car. That is a move that, uh, that John Woo created for his better tomorrow films. He also does it in the killer and in hard boiled. It's, it's 100% like a John Woo reference, which I thought was really cool. For does sure. it in broken arrow. He does it in face off. I think he's done it in every one of his movies, but I, I really like that technique and it's really cool to see him kind of, kind of giving nods to like, uh, uh, why am I forgetting the Mad Max or George Miller oh, and sure. uh, John Woo and those guys? Like you could tell he's done his homework in the action genre, and he's like really like putting it all out there. I, I think the scene is really great. I think James Wan's an amazing director. And we spoke to this earlier, but like it is a perfect like cap to the fifteen minutes. Really was. I was wondering as yeah. I was watching it where it would ultimately end, and yeah, that was it perfect. perfect. Yeah. What is that actor's name? Uh, I, I love him. Jaimon Hansu. Jaimon Hansu. He was in the um, Galaxy. Yeah, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in Amistad. Yeah. He was in Gladiator. Great actor, dude. That guy's an incredible actor. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. Uh, I think he was One in Blood Diamond. Diamond. Yeah, you see him, and and, you, and he's not a name, but you, you see him, and you know you've seen him and stuff. Yeah, yeah. wasn't he in that movie Pushed with Chris Evans and... Uh, um, Oh, what's her name? Sure. The little girl. Dakota Fanning. Really popular. Dakota Fanning. Yeah. I like that movie. I think it's underrated. I, I actually um, have not seen that movie. I push. I, push. Push. It, it's about like it, it. I think a lot of the, the reason why that movie didn't do very well, because it's a, a superhero type genre movie. Uh, it, it has a lot of similarities with heroes where like, you oh, know, yeah, it's like everyone has with, like telekinesis, right? No, some of them do. They, they, it's, it's a will, it's a well bit. Uh, God, I can't talk. It's a well built uh, movie universe, and and I think that's the best part of the movie. But people slept on it. Um, Chris Evans is really good in it, though, and and so is Dakota Fanning. But he's the villain in it, and he's a very intimidating villain, like very, like Terminator esque, with like you know just his relentlessness. I would have um, liked to see Chris Evans and Paul Walker in a film together. That's yeah. all. I was going to say that. They could have been pretty convincing brothers, honestly. I know, right? Yeah. He's almost like yeah. the best, like a good actor version of Paul Walker. And again, I'm not bashing Paul Walker. I like the guy, but I think we can agree. He's he's just limited. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm, well, I'm especially a big guy. Uh... Now that he's dead. <laughs> his, his range Ooh. is. Sorry. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, just not getting the same roles he used to, you know? Oh, God. Sorry, guys. Sorry for all of you, especially if anyone from the Walker family is listening. I uh, I really do respect Paul Walker. I think Um, even more people are watching these films. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I am very interested in where it's going to go next. I I checked back in. Um, Well, I think you can at least know, since that was just a big action scene, we probably have something um, uh, an emotional character building thing coming up so yeah yeah but even that. just the way that like it's it's a classic standoff like you know it, it is well directed it is I've you seen know, the that, movie and i can't remember where how he gets out of this yeah it is that john woo like style like it it i i really liked where the scene ended uh they i i would say there was gaps in this sequence where like i was really invested really cool like oh i i love how they did that and then there's other things where it's just like i i i'm watching just 
vomit on my TV. Uh, it, but action. I, I'm, yeah, action vomit. That's a, that's a good term. We'll, we'll use that. We'll add that to the lexicon of uh, Fast and Furious. Well, term. We need T-shirts. That'll be one. Yeah, of them. yeah. We need. We still need. Action to make vomit is actually a really good name for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but who wants to start one of those? Like, uh, I know one of these. Um, but I, I'm I'm enjoying this movie. Um, I I would say it's probably my third favorite. Um, I, I still think the first one is is more of in line of what I like in a movie, and then um, the fourth one was more of that. I, I know that we we kind of talked about the fourth one being almost like a remake, like almost like a, a reboot. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I like it. Um, but this one's this one's up there too, and I think if the action wasn't was a little bit more realistic and less kind of bombastic. Uh, it would be probably my number two. Uh, wh- where does this rank for you guys? I'm curious. Interesting. Well, because I think it, knowing that they had to change stuff with Paul, it makes me wonder or feel like it would have been even better originally. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think I would put it up there for sure. Maybe above five, even though I think five is really good. It's it five is very silly in a lot of ways. I didn't connect with five at all. Yeah. I think maybe I think I'd put six, maybe a, a, above seven, but seven would be still above five. Uh, two. Maybe it's because it's it's been so long since we've done six, but I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember much of six. Like six didn't really leave an impression on me. Um, well, six like, was the one with Owen and and yeah, and I, you know, you guys know about my my man crush on Luke Evans, but still, like it just, I I don't remember much of it. I I remember them being in England, I think, and that's just about it. Um, well, that was my original problem with those later movies. Before I went back and watched them again, is they all just blurred together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They four, do. four, five, and six honestly feel like they're one big movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you could definitely see that there was a direction and that there was a there was a kind of thing. I have a guilty pleasure because I really love Tokyo Drift, even though it's not like the best movie. I for some reason that was the one that has always imprinted on me because I love Japan and Han's my favorite character. So, like, I would say, I would say it's four, five. Seven one, three six for me, probably. I don't. I and then two is at the very last. It's what six being the best or six being the worst. Ah, uh, I can't even remember what 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 order you order I just gave. One was four, kind of in the middle, which I found interesting. I think I think four is I like the one. best, yeah, the best great. of the movies. Like four is like really where they hit their stride. There's something about four that's really amazing. Well, and I, then, think, uh, I love four. Four is good. It really has a big budget, like tent pole movie feel. And even though one is a very good movie, it still has a low budget indie feel to it. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I, I think four also has a really good villain. And I, I think that's why I like four. Um, but four is also the one with the, with the silly mind tunnel ending, which was a little yeah. Yeah. But they, I mean, again, every movie, every one of these films has something that you're going to have to take with a pinch of salt or something, you know, so you can't blame it too oh, yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I'm enjoying this experience. I'm, I'm looking forward to 
the next time we get together and record and and to find out what We're happens this weekly thing going or bi-weekly we'll see try it try <laughs> that i like the sound of that <laughs> have you guys uh seen anything online like comparing what seven was going to be to what it was like what it ended up being no i was I'd hoping like you guys hands did. on the script now well we have uh we were gonna have a guest uh come on who had a script in the works with what whatever the com com uh, company's called original films uh while they were making seven and he said he had some insight into what the film was or what the changes were but uh oh, i'd love to hear that like let's yeah. let's get that guy or girl i'll, I'll right. reach back out to him but please we'll see um it might if he's willing to do it it might be good for our very last episode because the last 15 minutes of this film are just crying about paul walker uh you ruined I, it i don't think i think that's common knowledge i didn't know you spoiled it for me thanks you asshole. didn't know that brian paul walker died during the filming of this movie i knew they died but i didn't know that the last 15 minutes were like an emotional gut punch so thanks um Oh, and Gianna is is really a villain. <laughs> Just so you know. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, one one thing before we wrap it up, uh, I I saw the news that uh, Paul Walker is going to be getting a a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, mm. congratulations to his Good family. We should uh, we should go. I wouldn't mind checking that out. Actually, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when is it going to be? I, I don't know. I just saw something on Twitter just scanning. I, I didn't stop. It's usually a weekday. So, I mean, yeah. the ones I've seen anyway could be hard to get down there. And uh, we we got a little recommendation from a uh, a, a fan. We had a, a fan, uh, Jay uh, Linderman, wrote to us <laughs> uh, two years ago. Time. Yeah, two years ago. And we, we just, you know... Uh, we were so busy with stuff. We weren't able to respond until recently. He was asking us to check out uh, un Six Underground. Uh, it's supposed to be Netflix's uh, own Fast and Furious franchise. I know that we've branched out and kind of briefly talked about other things. Like we did the the parody episode for, I think it was an April Fool's uh, mm -hmm. uh, episode. Um, did not get to join us on. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. That movie is is on Amazon Prime, I think. I'm you still need it. to fucking watch it. Like it's that, got that some was good funny parts. That that was the deal, I'll, I'll man. I'll take your word for it. It was no, not that's... a total disaster. Although it, they had disaster parts. It yeah, but but Vito promised us he would watch it and he hasn't. So That's right. And neither, Vito neither, neither. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, I promised How... people a lot of things, all right? Yeah. You know, the only thing with Six Underground is I, I'm not saying it's an absolute deal breaker, but I don't watch a lot of Michael Bay films, and this is a produced oh. Michael Bay. Oh, oh Jay, I'm guys, sorry. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I think I'm, we're I'm about to do the out. unthinkable. I'm going to do the unthinkable. I'm going to defend Michael Bay. Outside oh, of the Transformers... No, dude, think about this for a second. The Rock is a solid, amazing action film. Always oh, um, Oh, The Rock, yes. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, I would agree. Uh, I would Arm agree. Armageddon has the Rock is a solid action uh, actor. I was like, wait a minute, but yes, no, yeah, I, I love The Rock. Uh, Armageddon but, 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 is a listen, solid aside movie. From the Rock, what else aside from The Rock? Uh, have you seen Ambulance? I mean, come on, I'm just I've kidding. Ambulance is good, but what was that? Um, no pain, pain and gain is no, is a good movie. Like, 
fuck painting game. I think I think that Michael Bay is one of those filmmakers. He has a genuine. There's a great film in in Michael Bay. He just has not made it yet. He's so into the whole like I've got to create a spectacle. No, Anthony, I'm serious. Think about this for a second. He shares a lot in common with Zack Snyder. They're both so You're not selling your point. Hang on. <laughs> they're both they're both amazing visual filmmakers. If you turn off the sound and you don't pay attention to the actual movie, those those two men can create some of the most beautiful visuals you'll ever see in a movie. They just I, have bad screenplays. And I, I think if Michael Bay if Michael Bay was given a Christopher Nolan screenplay, he could make a fucking brilliant movie. And I, I think Zack Snyder is the same way. I just think that their their scripts are not good. It's kind of like Tim Burton. When Tim Burton has a great script, the movie is amazing. When he doesn't, it's visually beautiful, but it's kind of a eh movie. And it's I, I think those two really have huge potential to be like legitimate filmmakers, but their screenwriters suck. Well, they're that, 20 films in, so... Sorry, go on. Sorry, that's that's fair, Vito. That's that's fair. Uh, I would agree. Um, you know, like I I'm a fan of some of Zack Snyder's work, um, not all of it, but I think that Zack Snyder and Michael Bay need a level of restraint. That their earlier success, like Zack Snyder with 300, and you know Michael Bay with The Rock, uh it affords them to do what they want to do without question. Like they have the George Lucas episode one syndrome. And I think that those two filmmakers are very talented, um, but they lack the restraint. They lack the ability to tell a story with people talking and having dialogue. Everything is an action sequence. That just should be photographers. Yeah. uh, Dawn of the dead is a really solid movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it has a great script. Um, and, and I, I think I, like genuinely... Zack Snyder was at the level where people w- could say no to him. People could kind of rein him in and people could kind of control him. And I think that that 300 gave him enough clout to where he could just shut people out. Um, and with Michael Bay, I think The Rock was the last movie where people could rein him in and be like, look, like, I, I would agree know, with that. Focus on the story. But now they're so successful that you know they're a name brand so people are just going to toss money at them they're going to do whatever they want and a lot of times it's it's a, an assault on the senses um yes so yeah I, I mean i i would agree but i i don't think that that great movie by michael bay is going to happen because he is that established and he is that just non-controlled he you know he has full creative control of everything he wants to do and i think that that's detrimental to him being a Unless- good filmmaker I would agree with that, yeah. Unless somebody were making like 80s Spielberg masterpieces, just knowing how he sort of is as a person turns me off of watching his even decent films. You know, people seem to like Zero Dark Thirty. Am I going to see it? I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I, I haven't watched every single Michael Bay movie. I haven't watched Ambulance. I have no interest in watching ambulance Wait, i've no, never no, seen zero zero dark 30 isn't a michael bay isn't that uh catherine uh bigelow oh, didn't, he, didn't he do yeah, something bigelow? i thought he did something along the same lines it wasn't zero dark 30 there was was catherine bigelow i'm pretty sure okay, no i think uh, now that you say that 
but there was something I thought he did similar. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, well, you looked that up. Like, my point is, um, it, it's yeah. it's 13 you know, hours. 13 hours. Okay. Yeah. My, my point is, there is a stigma that comes with, you know, any movie that Michael Bay is a part of. To where, like, I kind of feel like I know what I'm going to get into. Like, I don't want to so support him. Right, yeah. I, I don't want to give it a chance because I know that it's going to be loud and I know that's going to be obnoxious. Um, but and a lot of the, a lot of the sort of um, homophobic shit, I, I don't care for. Yeah, um, de definitely. I mean, that's bad boys too. By the way, movies. is also a classic. I, I like bad boys one and two. Um, I don't want to seem dismissive. I've just never really been a big Michael Bay fan. You know, you know what I no, think needs either. to happen. These guys, Zack Snyder and uh, and Michael Bay, both have so much testosterone going on that somebody needs to throw them into a room with a box of condoms and let them fuck it out. And then both well, of them will come out and make. Watch. Both of them will come out and like make. They'll be like, "Wow, that was all I needed was some good man on man action." That's right. Because that's kind of like. The, the undertones of both of their movies anyway. And then uh, they'll both make some classic movies. I, I, I think outside of 300, I, I don't think that that's Zack Snyder's problem. I think Zack Snyder's problem is like, he leaves no room for levity. He leaves no room for humor and like for the characters to develop. It's just right on to the next action scene, right on to, you know, the darkness and everybody's, yeah. I would you say know. the 300 was good because he already had, he, it was a basically already had his storyboarded. It was a fucking comic. He just copied it. And I'm not saying yeah. he didn't put his own stuff to it, but yeah, I think the script, the screenwriting is the big problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. Um, so it's in a conclusion. Problem. You both agree with me. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But it's I the first for the show, regardless of, of those two directors, <laughs> I'm very excited to finish this movie with you guys. And I'm also excited to tear down the ones following it. Oh, yes. yeah. I, I wonder how our, our listeners are going to react to the fact that we're like we start bashing full on proponents, pro proponents, I said, proponents of uh, one through seven. And then after that, yeah, I'm not going to have much positive stuff to say about well, eight just as a, I'm sorry a, in a advance. Teaser, I, I think I liked nine a bit better than you guys, but that's to be determined when I rewatch it. Fair enough. I, I, I just remember eight being one of the most miserable theater Eight's experiences I've, I've ever gone eight through. And, and I I've think nine for me. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I think nine for me was just like more of the same, but eight was like offensive. Eight was like, this is absolute garbage. And Everybody who's a part of this film should be ashamed. The so fate. I, I felt that about both like eight it. and nine, but you know, maybe a rewatch will. Uh, I don't know. I think know. if we you know, watch yeah. nine right after eight, it'll make it seem really good. Well, that's that's one of the yeah. weird things for me is like I I'm a big fan of like I think Die Hard one and three are like amazing movies. Two is okay, but then after that, you could just kind of forget. In my head, canon four and five didn't happen, but I remember seeing four in the theater. And being like, this is like the worst piece of shit until I saw five. And after I saw five, four looked like a fucking masterpiece. Wow, like, I, I, I was like, wow, four is so good. Dude, the fifth movie is so bad. Like, it killed the franchise. It didn't know like, what it, it was. It legit killed the franchise. 
it's it's fucking terrible. I'll, I'll I'll just leave you with this. There's a scene where Bruce Willis goes to Russia to rescue his son, who is a CIA agent who's been like who's never whatever. been mentioned and before. There's a scene. No, his son's in the movies. Oh, is he okay? His now? son's yeah. His son and daughter are in the first film in oh, where the you. reporter goes to the house and messes. You're gonna grow up to but be anyway, J. Oh, dude. Long long story short. Bruce Willis is an American cop with no jurisdiction in Russia. He's chasing some bad guys. He runs up on an innocent man in the middle of traffic who is driving a Hummer, pulls his gun, puts it in the man's face and yells, get out, pulls the guy out of the Hummer, then drives the Hummer over all of the cars in front of him, crushing the tops of the cars and presumably killing dozens of innocent Russians to get to the bad guys. The exact anti thing of what, like what you badge was like and in the first passport. movie, but like he legit like kills like seventy people to get to the bad guys. So it's like he's become the monster. It's so bad. It like I wanted to slap Noah Murrow who directed the movie. It's it's horrible. They should have stopped at three, but that's you know this one should have well, stopped. This series should have stopped at seven. So you know no one to quit, people. No one to quit. Just, just, and I, I don't want to elaborate on it too much necessarily, but I just having what you just said, I do think this would have been a good place to stop. They should have just stopped. Yeah. Well, Vin Diesel basically keeps mentioning it. in interviews that he promised Paul Walker that they would make 10 movies. And, and I'm going to keep my promise, even if he's not here. Even, and, and I'm going to keep my promise, even though we're making 11 by calling one of them 10.5. I said at least. 10. Yeah, I mean, that's like, they should have just stopped it, honestly. There, I, I think you, I, I nope. think Vito sent it to our, our group thread, but there's a, a nice little uh, nod to Fast and the Furious in the Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie. There's a poster, it's Fast and the Furious Babies. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, yeah. they got Jack and Brian, Jack O'Connor and Brian Toretto could be in their own fucking series. It's coming. Yeah, Jack O'Connor. Jack O'Connor. Jeez, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's been a long day, long episode. It, it will. Yeah, we'll we'll get it. We'll get that that series in about ten years. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I would doubt. not ask them. Anything to keep the podcast going, right, fellas? That's true. <laughs> On that note, should we wrap this sucker up? This fifteen. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's put a bullet in it. Let's, All right. Let's we, we just spent an hour, 45 minutes talking about 15 minutes of a movie. That's right. And people said it couldn't that's be the done. Entire, that's the entire show, you know? Like, where yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> this one is a long one, though. So there's enough information in 15 minutes of Fast and the Furious for an episode of a podcast? I said, yes, there is. Yes, and there Vito is. And Anthony were the only ones that believed in me. Here we are. It's true. We, we still that. are. That's right. Three, four, however many years later. Anyway, we, we hope everyone out there will continue to join us as we wrap up uh, seven. We've got plenty of episodes left. I think another hour, hour and a half or something like that left to go. Oh, so, really? Wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just an hour. But yeah, we're about halfway through. I thought we were at the end of the movie. No, no, <laughs> I no. Just, wow. I just wow. watched Anthony's soul depart from his body. <laughs> like, I know. This like is a, like a lots spirit. people die inside. <laughs> I, I was like you got another the 30 minutes left to go. oh wow it's, it's i think it's i think it has something like an hour 45 minutes left wow <laughs> I, yeah i mean it's what a, a, a two and a half hours total we're an hour in Jeez. oh yeah 
Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll go on and wow. wrap this sucker up so people can get out of here. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, email us. We'll read it in two years and get back to you. And uh, <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Is that how our theme goes? I don't even know anymore. Please keep that in there. <laughs> That's it.